Welcome to Quirky, Creepy, and Freaky, a podcast where I tell you about wonky animal facts. I'm your host, Olivia, and each week I will share with you a different weird fact from the animal kingdom. So, the platypus. Many people may be familiar with Perry the platypus, and you may have some idea that the platypus is a pretty funky animal. As Noah said on their website, it's a duck-billed, beaver-tailed, otter-footed, egg-laying aquatic creature. When European naturalists first came to Australia and brought preserved specimens back to Europe, people thought that the specimen was a fake, just sewn together bits and pieces from other animals, much like the uh, jackalope from the kind of southwest region of lore. On top of that, they also have venom barbs on their back legs, and they also have electroreceptors on their bills, allowing them to, det- to detect electrical currents generated by their prey, much like sharks. Among the plenty of funky things about the platypus to talk about, today we're going to focus on the ability of the platypus to glow in the dark. But first, a little about the platypus. So the platypus, full name duck-billed platypus, is native to Australia and lives in rivers and wetlands of eastern Australia and Tasmania, with the occasional venture into some estuary habitats, so the areas where the river meets the ocean. Being aquatic, they spend much of their time in the water and hunt for insects, shellfish, and worms. You would think that being aquatic, they'd be able to hold their breath for a long time, but they can only stay underwater to forage for around two minutes, but most dives last around 30 to 40 seconds. So that's really not much longer than how long people can hold their breath, Divers can train themselves to hold their breaths for much longer, but the average human holds their breath for about 30 to 40 seconds. The platypus is the only living representative of its family, Ornitho-Rinkidae, but in the fossil record, there are instances of other species of platypus. It is one of five members of the monotreme groups of mammals along with the echidnas, So the trademark characteristic of the monotremes is the ability to lay eggs. So these are some of the only egg-laying mammals out there. Humans belong to the placental groups of mammals, and then the other mammal group are the marsupials. So those are your mammals with pouches, like your kangaroos, your possums, um, koalas, things like that. Now, looking at a platypus, you likely would not expect them to glow in the dark, They have some nice thick brown fur that keeps them insulated from cold water, yet research published in 2020 shows that the platypus can biofluoresce under UV light and gives off a nice blue-green glow. Now, biofluorescence is different from bioluminescence, so the platypus doesn't just produce its own light, shine in the dark, like that. With bioluminescence, the organism generates light through a chemical reaction that it is doing, often between luciferin and luciferase. So this is how um, fireflies that we had talked about several episodes back, those are bioluminescent. Now in biofluorescence, the organism is absorbing and then re-emitting light as a different color. So this would be more similar to like how glow-in-the-dark stars that you may have had on your ceiling at some point, similar how they work. Biofluorescent organisms will usually do so with the help of pigments called fluorophores. These pigments absorb energy from light. That energy from excites the pigment's electrons, give those electrons more energy, so they're in an excited state. 
when the electrons release that energy, they go back down to a ground state. That released energy is given off as a photon, a packet of light, and the amount of energy released in that photon determines the color that the animal will glow. The discovery of biofluorescent mammals is pretty recent, primarily in the last few years. There isn't a solid number at the moment that I could find at least on the total number of mammals that can biofluoresce. The North American flying squirrels and the opossum, the Virginian possum, were some of the first mammals to be documented to biofluoresce. The flying squirrels will biofluoresce a super snazzy pink color. Both the flying squirrels and the opossum are crepuscular and nocturnal, so that means they're active around dawn and dusk, and then throughout the night. Since the platypus is also crepuscular nocturnal, it made them a great candidate to also display biofluorescence. So some, some scientists that are studying biofluorescence decided to test some platypus specimens that they had in the Field Museum of Chicago by shining a UV light on them, and lo and behold, they glow! To make sure it wasn't some effect of the preservation process, some specimens in the University of Nebraska State Museum were also tested, and the specimen there was from New South Wales, while the specimens from the Field Museum of Chicago were from Tasmania, so there's some variation in origin as well to make sure that there's not something about the habitat that they were growing in that would have resulted in their glow-in-the-darkness. Ensuing observations of biofluorescence in platypus in the wild cemented the fact that the platypus can indeed glow in the dark. Now, why would a platypus need the ability to biofluoresce, and why does it help anything? After all, when you look at them, you can't see the glow, so what gives? It turns out that nocturnal animals are more sensitive to UV light, which could make the ability to glow a helpful protective mechanism for these critters. Some predators may be more sensitive to UV light, allowing them to see better in low-light conditions in order to find their prey. So while more research is needed to figure out all of these interactions with why animals glow in the dark or why they biofluoresce, um, emitting a longer wavelength of light than the UV light could make prey animals harder to see, making it some form of camouflage. It's interesting to think that glowing green when in UV light would make you harder to see. And yep, here we are with the platypus. In the last couple of years, we've been finding more and more mammals that are capable of biofluorescing. In most cases, these discoveries are actually accidental, as people are going through their museum collections with the UV light, or are walking through the forest investigating one thing and end up happening upon another. When the wombat was discovered to be biofluorescent, it sounded like it inspired some scientists to excitedly go through their museum collections to just kind of see what else glowed, see what happens. So soon, we'll likely have more of an inventory on biofluorescing mammals, but in the meantime, feel free to take your black light out to the woods and see what you can find glowing in the dark. Thank you for listening to today's apparently a little on the short side episode, and be sure to tune in to next episode in a couple of weeks. Please rate and review on Apple Podcasts or iTunes, and you can now also find me on Podbean, Amazon Music, Audible, and Spotify. There are a couple of options to help support this podcast. You can share us with someone you know that could use some more animal facts in their life and would like hearing about the platypus. 
and you can also become a patron on Patreon. That will help to cover the hosting site fees if you would like to contribute. You can find the link to that in the description below. You can also find the podcast on Instagram, so give me a follow at Quirky Creepy Freaky Pod. And if you have a favorite quirky, creepy, or freaky animal fact, send it on in at quirkycreepyfreakypod at gmail.com. Audio editing and recording done by me, Olivia Streit. Intro music created by Kaylee Streit. Thank you for listening.